Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in our second hour. We roll all the way till three. Uh, Jimmy B and TC. Uh, John Arguello, you've heard him on this uh, station before. Uh, it's fun when we get them in. It's uh, the Cubs' den. And John always comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. John, good afternoon to you, pal. How are you? Uh, we're doing great. Uh, let's kind of get into the Cubs' season. They suck. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> That seems to be, from from what I hear from Cubs fans when I'm out and about, they're like scratching their heads going, what's going on here? John, do you know what's yeah. you know what's going on? You know, I I, it's, I know I, a lot of people don't like to say it, but it's the long season last year. They they played well into uh, November. I mean, they actually played into early November. Um, they've got a pitching staff that isn't that young anymore, with the exception of Hendricks. And so I think what happened is they're just a little fatigued. I think you know it was the short rest. They're coming back. Their their velocity, all of them, are all a little bit lower than usual. So I, I think we just haven't seen them come back and uh, and kind of regain that that strength that they had. It was a long, long season and a short off season, and maybe they're still recovering from that. Yeah, there's uh, plenty of kind of theories out there about this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them that I heard the other day, I thought was very interesting. With all these young guys, it's one thing to come up and and be able to be very good early on in your career, and you can come up and if you're talented enough, you can uh, adapt right away. But then after the pitchers kind of get a read of you, and I'm talking about Javi Baez and Addison Russell and Wilson Contreras, it's about that next adjustment you make after the pitchers start to adjust to you that really is going to show what kind of big leaguer you are. Do you think that's happening maybe with a lot of these young guys as pitchers got more of a read on all these different young hitters? Oh, yeah, I think so to some extent because the advanced scouting of today is tremendous. I mean, they've got, they've got scouts in every game. They've got... Uh, equipment to measure all kinds of, you know, statistics and velocities and uh, spray charts and, and everything you can imagine to kind of, you know, get a, a tendency of where the hitter, what the hitter likes to see in the strike zone, where he likes to hit the ball, all these kind of things. And so, um, it was always a, it was always a situation where, you know, in your second or third year, you're going to have to kind of adjust again after uh, after the league adjusts to you. And I think that's kind of what's happening right now. Um, but, you know, guys like Chris Bryan, we already see he's adjusting. Um, we we saw Anthony Rizzo have a tough adjustment period his second year, which was his worst year in the major leagues, but he came back the next year. Um, but, it, you know, it may take some time, and it, it may be until the second half or so until we see these guys kind of readjusting and, and clicking. And maybe the hope right now is just to kind of hang in there. The division isn't that strong. Um, and, and, and just until they get things uh, back in sync and uh, maybe some of their pitchers, kind of catch their breath and get some of that velocity back. But, yeah, right now, I mean, I think we're all a little concerned. I, you know, I, I don't share that they, they suck yet, but I <laughs> but I do think that uh, they've been up and down, you know, and, um, and they've played pretty uh, poorly in some games. And you know, But uh, I think they'll be back. It, it's, it's really hard to imagine a team that is this talented uh, not bouncing back at, at some point uh, before the season's over. With the upcoming series with the Cardinals, do you think that might be the kick in the pants maybe that they need? Or what happens if the Cardinals come in and do what the Yankees did at Wrigley? Yeah, that Yankee series was tough, especially since 
you know, the, the Cubs could have won two of those three games, and they just, you know, it's, uh, that, that first and third game, that second game of that Brett Anderson game, which uh, was a nightmare, of course. But I, I think it's natural to get excited for the Cardinals. You get kind of that that playoff atmosphere every time the, time the teams are two played, and maybe that's the kind of adrenaline that uh, that the Cubs need um, to kind of get to spark them. I think bringing up Candelario uh, was a bit of a spark for them in that second game for the doubleheader. I'm hoping Eddie Butler might be that for them uh, on Friday when he's scheduled to pitch. Uh, but the Cardinals certainly are are a team that's going to energize them a little bit because it's going to that atmosphere is always there no matter where the teams are in the standings. And I think uh, maybe the Cubs could use a little bit of that. Yeah, a jolt in the right direction, no doubt about it. Cardinals are playing some really good baseball on top of it. Uh, Eddie Butler going to make the start tomorrow night in that matchup, Game 1 of the series. Uh, tell us a little bit about Butler, a guy that I know you saw. We've seen him here down on the farm in Des Moines. Uh, a very big prospect coming out. He was drafted highly by the Rockies. Never worked out for him in Colorado. But what you've seen is they try to reclimate his career. Yeah, the Rockies, um, you know, they, they got a nice pick there with Eddie Butler, but they tinkered with him a little bit. They changed his arm slot. They uh, they went from a two-seam fastball, which t- tends to have a little bit more movement, to the four-seam, which tends to have a little bit more velocity. In fact, we saw him here last spring, and he was hitting 98 miles an hour. And and uh, But now the Cubs have him back to his old arm slot and back to the two-seamer. They're trying to get that movement back on the slider uh, that he lost with that with the arm slot change. And so far, it seems to be working out well. And it's, it's not like he's not throwing hard. He's still throwing mid-90s. Mm-hmm. But he's got a little bit more movement on it. He's got a little bit more movement back on the slider. The control has been much better. It's a much nat- more natural feel for him. Um, and that's always been an issue throughout his young career. So I, I think we're seeing a, a, a pitcher that's kind of maturing into what he will be as a major leaguer as opposed to a prospect where people get excited about radar gun readings and such. And uh, but I think he's more of a complete pitcher than the one uh, that we got excited about when he was with the Rockies. You know, John, uh, a lot of people point at this and they look at it kind of in the same vein as what happened with Jake Arrieta, who didn't have a great start to his career with Baltimore, was back and forth between the minors and the majors, and the Cubs were able to uh, turn him into a Cy Young Award winner, and people are, are hoping for the same for Butler. Those kind of stories don't happen very often. Maybe Butler turns into a guy that you can make a part of your staff, but I think people hoping for the same kind of project that they had with Arietta, maybe a little bit out of bounds. What do you think? Yeah, that's that's kind of like lightning striking there with uh, with Arietta. But you know, some of the process was similar. I mean, they Arietta had a natural way of throwing the ball physically, which was across his body, which is generally looked down upon by coaches and scouts. But Arietta has such strength that he's able to do it consistently without getting hurt. So they had him do it. It was a natural feel for him. And then, and then he got back to doing what he did well when he was highly regarded as a college uh, pitcher and as an early minor league prospect. And I think it's the same process here with Eddie Butler. Um, you know, the tinkering there, they got him to doing something that wasn't natural for him. They're getting him back to doing with an arm slot that feels good for him. And I think, well, like you said, it, it may not be – Arietta, in fact, it's it's ridiculous to expect he's going to win the Cy Young Award in, in his, what, second or third year with the team. But I think we can expect him to pitch well. And I think I really think he's got a good shot to be a future rotation piece. Maybe not as a number one guy, but you know, maybe somewhere in the middle there at number three. And I and I think if they could get that out of him, then that's uh, they'd be excited about that because they uh, 
they really kind of just picked him up out of the scrap heap. They didn't have to give up all that much for him. So that would be a big bonus for them. Uh, John Arguello is our guest, the Cubs Den, on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. John, where are the bats? Uh, is, is, I, made, I made a joke yesterday or maybe two days ago now, and Trent just laughed at me. I said it's too damn. I said it's too damn cold. Is is that part is. of the, is that part of the equation? Maybe. You know, it is for a lot of hitters. It's it's a real struggle to hit the cold, and and I think if people who have played baseball will tell you, it, it you know your hands get cold if you don't hit it right on the barrel. If a guy's got good late movement, your hands buzz. You know, and it's no fun to hit uh, in the cold weather. And I think a lot of players that are accustomed to to playing in warm weather. I think they're less comfortable with it. I mean, we used to see Jorge Soler dressed up completely covered from head to toe mm-hmm. um, just to try to stay warm. But yeah. but even players like Ryan Shammer traditionally started slow, and it's just a little bit harder to hit in the cold weather. I hope that's what it is. Um, it's probably a combination of things, the cold, like what you said earlier. You know, we talked about earlier with the adjustments uh, being made, um, you know, with, with pitchers kind of getting to know the hitters a little bit better. There's probably quite a few factors going on, but uh, you know the thing about the Cubs is they've got talented players, they've got a, a proven approach, and you kind of expect those things to kind of rise to the top again over time because you know, they don't deal so much with results; they deal with with certain processes that they think work, and they have, you know, from their time in the Red Sox. So the expectation is that these kind of things will even out over time if you just stick with what. They believe works, and I could, you know, I'm pretty confident that it will. So, John, uh, we talked a little bit about Arietta when we were equating him and Eddie Butler. He gets beat up again the other day against Colorado. What's going on here? As you look at him, is it something physically velocity down a little bit here? He's got the contract looming on the horizon for him next season. Uh, try to wrap your head and help us out a little bit about what's going on with Arietta. You know, I, I have to say a lot of it is the velocity. I know the Cubs have tried to play that down. Um, he, he's kind of a tough guy mentally. I don't think the contract situation is going to be on his mind uh, all that much. But I think it, with him it's a, a situation where he's a power pitcher and he relies a lot on movement. He's not going to be a guy who's going to uh, be able to survive throwing 90 miles an hour uh, because he doesn't have that kind of command where he can place it where he wants to, like Kyle Hendricks. He's relies on being able to make mistakes, but because the velocity and, and the movement is so good that he can get away with it. But if that velocity is down a little bit, that gives that, those hitters a little bit of an extra edge to catch up uh, and pounce on those mistakes where they weren't able to do it uh, when he was pitching well. And, and part of it is the command, too. I mean, not just when he was pitching well. It wasn't just pure power. He was, he was kind of hitting his spots, too, which was uh, almost unfair for a guy with his kind of stuff and movement. Uh, but he's got a little bit down of velocity, and he's a little bit uh, off on his command. And those two things, you know, you know they, they kind of multiply. It's, it's kind of an exponential thing in baseball because uh, when you're at that level of play, there's, there's not much margin for error. Let me uh, ask you this. It's early in the year still. We're just, what, a week and a half into May. I'm, nobody's going to go crazy here. But with the way that the Central Division is now set up, A, did you expect Cincinnati and Milwaukee to be right at the top of the division, or did you think they'd already be struggling since we've already played about a month and a half? You know what? Actually, I wrote an article on Milwaukee that I thought 
they were a lot better than people expected and that they were going to get even better as the years went on because they're, they're the team that did the best as far as accumulating young talent, and now it's starting to come to the major league slowly. So I kind of expected it from Milwaukee. I don't know if I expected them to be this good. I, I think they'll probably wind up being pretty much a 500 team when all was said and done. But I think it's a team on the rise. Cincinnati is a little bit more puzzling because they, you know, they, they were kind of stubborn about it. They kind of tried to win with their veterans for a long time, and, and they went last minute. Then they finally tried to sell off some pieces, and then by that time they weren't all that valuable. They didn't get that much in return. So the fact that they're doing well is a little bit more surprising to me uh, than the Brewers. And I think the Brewers are going to be a factor in the NL Central Division, along with the Cubs and and the Pirates. And, you know, I mean, the Cardinals are always there as well. But I think as far as young teams, you're looking at the Pirates, Brewers, and the Cubs as, as the future of that division. Well, for the here and now, it is the Cardinals as they continue their hot run uh, after a terrible start. They were sitting there just humming along, and you thought, well, maybe this isn't the year the Cardinals are there. That does not appear to be the case now. They fixed the bullpen issues. They've been able to swing it a lot better. As you look at this Cardinals team, winners of six straight, a true contender in the division for this year for the Cubs? I think they're always a threat. I mean, they're you know they're, they're a team that's been there before. They have a lot of pride. They believe in themselves. The talent level isn't what it used to be. Um, they, they did fall. They lost by 17 games last year, so I think maybe they've got a bit of a chip on their shoulder this year to kind of kind of prove uh, you know that that was just an aberration and they're going to be back. So I, I think they're just a really motivated team. I think they may be outplaying their talent level a little bit, uh, but that's nothing new. We see that from the Cardinals all the time. They're they're just that kind of team, you know. So uh, yeah, I expect them to be there, and as we do every year, and um, you, you can never count them out. John Arguella is our guest, the Cubs Den, on the Draft House 50 hotline. John, let's just kind of uh, take a peek here at the National uh, League as in general. Is it Colorado to you that is the surprise team right now, um, being in first place in the West? The Dodgers are only a game and a half back. They've won, what, four four or five in a row. I mean, they're right there. Um, Washington, I think everybody thought that the Nationals were going to be the the big gun in that division. They're already up five games. In the West, Colorado. Surprise? Thought they could uh, battle Los Angeles? Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I am. I, I, you know, I thought they were going to be an improved team, but, you know, I, you know I, I'd be stretching it to say that I thought they would be this good this early. And, you know, who knows? It, it could be just a fluke of a small sample size. And they just happen to be playing really well right now. Um, they didn't do a whole lot in the offseason to kind of think, oh, yeah, they've made some changes and, and they really kind of rebuilt this team. Their major signing was Ian Desmond, which was kind of panned because they didn't even have a position for him, and they were going to play him at, at first base, which is kind of a waste of his athleticism, and he's not your typical first base kind of hitter. He's not uh, as consistent an RBI, OBP guy as you like from that spot. So, you know, they didn't really do much, and and, uh, and people just kind of expected there was maybe some small improvement, uh, but nothing like this. And it, I think over time, the Dodgers are the class of that division. Um, they're kind of loaded up on their roster from top to bottom. They've got a lot of help at the minor leagues. Um, I, I think you'll see them kind of rise to the surface, and I think they'll win that division pretty easily when all is said and done. Final thing for me, John, uh, earlier this week, Matt Caesar designated for assignment. A trade was worked out with the Padres. In return, the Cubs get Justin Hancock. Any hope that this guy could turn into maybe a middle reliever at the major league level or we just looking at organizational depth here down in the minor leagues. 
Uh, well, right now is organizational depth, but you do have that hope that he could be something like a middle reliever. That's what his stuff profiles. He's you know, 92, 93, maybe 94. Um, you know, he doesn't have that one pitch that, st- that stands out. Um, the control is about average, so, you know, he's not one of these guys that's going to, you know, get hitters by hitting his spots all the time. He's just kind of that middling kind of guy and uh, a little bit of organizational depth, and he was thought of as a prospect for a while, nothing big, but somebody who, who has major league talent. So considering the whole world uh, knew the Cubs were going to have to trade Caesar, the fact that they got a, a pretty good arm with – uh, pretty good size. I mean, I think he's 6'4". Uh, he's kind of loose, kind of athletic. So, you know, there's there's something to work with there. And maybe the Cubs saw something that they could tinker with, maybe change his grip, maybe something in his delivery, and maybe they think they can get a little bit more out of him than what we saw in San Diego. Always good, pal, when you take time with us. Thank you, John. Enjoy the upcoming Thanks. series starting tomorrow. Will do. Thanks for having me, guys. See you, buddy. There you go. That's right. John, John Arguello with the Cubs' den. On the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. If you're a Cubs fan, you are hoping that this particular series might spark them, don't you think? Yeah, we've been waiting for that one. Yeah, we, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, maybe that Red Sox here. Uh, no, <laughs> maybe, maybe the Yankees. The Yankees. No. No, no, yeah, uh, maybe the Cardinals. <laughs> we will see. And uh, it'll be interesting to see Eddie Butler. You know, mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, he got a couple of shots with Colorado. John brought up a couple of interesting things. First of all, how the Rockies were working from him uh, moving from his natural two-seamer into a 4C fastball. So uh, there are a lot of parallels between this and Arietta. Just all I asked, because I've already talked to two of my Cubs buddies, oh, we got our next Arietta. No. Just slow down. Jake Arietta, it is so rare. That you take a guy off the scrap heap that has good stuff. Arietta, you know, coming through the minors, sure. it was always a guy that people talked about stuff wise that was good. And you turn him into a Cy Young Award winner. I mean, it just it doesn't happen. It happens once every thirty years. So don't expect that. But if Eddie Butler can turn into a number four, now if he can go out there and in an average year go fifteen and ten for you with an ERA of three and a half, three point seven five, yeah. He'll sign up for that. Yes. And he can eat hundred and eighty innings for you a year. Well, there's your young guy that they've been looking for. He can do that. If you, if that's the expectation level, you're in good shape. Just don't get too crazy, Cubs fans. That's all I ask. We'll take a break. When we come back, Billy Bender's going to uh, be on the program. We're going to go to uh, some college football talk, okay? Uh, Billy, of course, from Sporting News. Jimmy B and TC, 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 
This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900, save thousands. Las Vegas will soon be invaded by the biggest names in the music world for the 2017 Billboard Music Awards. Drake, The Chainsmokers, Rihanna, Weekend, 21 Pilots, Adele, Luke Bryan, Florida Georgia Line. Wow. See who takes home the awards. Don't miss the 2017 Billboard Music Awards. Sunday, May 21st, live 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. I don't know about you, but I'm so ready for the biggest Billboard Music Awards ever on ABC. Okay, everyone, Mother's Day is this Sunday. Do you know what you're getting for your mom? If you're looking for the perfect gift, mom will love an unforgettable gift from Sherry's Berries. Right now, you can get their famous freshly dipped gourmet berries starting at $19.99 plus shipping. Just go to berries.com, click the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter special code 5555. That's berries.com special code 5555. You have never seen dipped berries like these. They're huge, sweet, juicy, and covered in decadent toppings like chocolate chips and chopped nuts. And right now, they're starting at $19.99. That's amazing. Plus, you can pick your delivery date, and the berries are guaranteed to arrive fresh, delicious, and beautifully packaged or your money back. My mom is going to be super excited when she gets her Sherry's Berries, and I know your mom will be too. Order now because Mother's Day is this Sunday, and this incredible deal ends this Friday. The only way to get this amazing offer is to go to berries.com, click the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter special code 5555. That's berries.com, special code 5555. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! 
And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. Requires 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet. Equipment non-return and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning us in today, as we appreciate it on a beautiful day in the capital city. Bill Bender has been on this program before because he likes us. And didn't like the other guys, so he comes on our show. No, he, he likes me. Oh. He, he doesn't like you. I'm sorry. I, oh. Hey, Bill. Hey, Trent. How you guys doing? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Here I was trying to set him up for a big open, and you just hosed me. Yeah, swing and a miss. <laughs> He's with the Sporting News. He does college football. And he does he, everything. He does everything, yeah. They're sending you to, up to uh, Cleveland. You're going to do some Brown stuff. you got the NBA uh, Eastern Conference Finals, Finals coming yeah. up there, Billy. They, they keep you busy at the Sporting News. They do. I mean, obviously, it's college football offseason, and, and I try to throw out as much of that content as people can take. But, I mean, you know, this time of year in Cleveland, it, it's like you said before I came on, It's we're getting close to the finals. I think this year's finals are going to be fabulous. And uh, the way Cleveland, Cleveland's playing at another level right now, I did not expect them to be, see this. Yeah, I, I want to talk a, a little Cavs with you, but before that, it's off the beaten path for us here in central Iowa, but... Can you help us out this weird story out of Cleveland with a somebody, a, a lady that worked for the station. She was on some show. She's talking about drugs that Jabril Pepper's taken. Fill us in here because I was reading about it. Called out Mike Thomas, too. And, and it's absolutely just a crazy story. So help us out here. Yeah, I mean, that's a, and that's a radio station I listen to quite a bit. I mean, they've got a solid show there, but... Um... Sabrina Parr came out and said some things about Jabril Peppers being on. Uh, he said, basically the crux of it was, she said he was high all the time and then used, I don't know what Molly or Lean or any of that stuff is, but, uh, you know, and then uh, she was subsequently fired. It's just dangerous to throw around accusations against an athlete, especially because I think Jabril Peppers, as we've talked about, I think, Half of the battle for him is the hype that comes with his career at Michigan. Another part of it is, uh, you know, the diluted sample. And then a third part is, you know, he's going up into a franchise in a part of the country where Ohio State football is pretty big. So, you know, this this doesn't help him at all. No, you're right about that. Why, Bill, you're there. I mean, you, you listen. You even said, I, I listen to sports talk shows. Why do why do dopes do that? Why do they just just sling garbage when they know that they don't have any proof or or any substance to it at all? 
No, I, I think, and, you know, I would never tell you guys how to do your job, but one of the joys for me to come on the radio with you guys and other shows around the country is kind of, you know, to debate and throw things back and forth. Sure. And, you know, we we all have our opinions, and we're never going to agree on everything. But, uh, you know, have fun with it. But, not I mean, that just seemed reckless from the start. And, yeah. uh, you know, I get that Jabril's a polarizing player. I, I'm one that, being around him the last few years, I think, you know, when you get down to it, We'll see what he can do in the NFL, but I, I saw a kid that was sharp, willing to learn, and willing to do anything he could. And anybody who watched him over the last couple of years in the Big Ten knows he can play football. So uh, to fill it in a little bit further, uh, let's see. Th- this is from Urban Dictionary. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. The lean <laughs> yes. is a mix of uh, basically cough syrup with codeine, Sprite, and Jolly Ranchers can say I've never had that before, mm-hmm. while Molly is ecstasy. Ecstasy. Yeah. Well, you're on that now. <laughs> <laughs> Not around you. <laughs> I, Bill, I just don't know. I just don't know what, why anybody would even say that. It, yeah, like I said, I mean, the diluted sample, you can speculate on what it was. Um, you know, Jabril's camp has obviously came out and said he drank a bunch of water. I, you know, you never know how much you buy one way or the other. But, right. again, I mean, he'll be watched closely, I'm sure, in the NFL. He's a, he's a lightning rod for criticism. He's one of those guys. I thought of the first-round guys, other than maybe Trubisky, I don't know that anybody else is more of a lightning rod for criticism than Jabril Peppers will be over the next few years. He's going to have a lot after him, and he's got to find a position, like you said, Bill. Going to be interesting to keep an eye on that one. All right, one more before we get into college football. You mentioned the Cavs. You're going to be covering the Eastern Conference Finals when they're in Cleveland. Uh, give us a hit here. We we got Washington. We got Boston still figuring out who's going to be there. Does anybody got a shot, though, against the way the uh, Cavs are playing right now? I think it'll be Cavs Warriors 3, and I hope it is. I, it'll probably make you guys laugh a little bit i have that six-year-old son and the other night we were watching the game and the, i think the raptors were up two and he said i don't know how i can live with this and i'm like <laughs> thinking <laughs> i mean <laughs> oh, i'm thinking great. i'm thinking how spoiled can you be right now yeah. as an ohio kid and uh <laughs> you know he doesn't understand some of the litany of things that have happened up here in ohio but uh I think the Cavs are really playing well. They're getting three-point shooting from, I mean, when Kyle Korver's coming off the bench and giving the contributions he's giving, Boston could, I'm going to, I don't want to assume, I think Boston's going to win this series and then go play Cleveland. They might steal one or two, but I just think Cleveland's got too much ammunition against them. You know, it's funny because there was so much talk near the end of the season about, well, they're going to rest all their players, and they don't care if they win the division. Oh, my God, they're going to lose home court advantage. The way they're playing right now, they don't give a damn about home court advantage. That's that's obvious. Right. And, and you know, I, here here's where I'm stuck with it, though. I, I think we're going to get Golden State-Cleveland. We're going to get one of the probably a finals on the level of last year, if not better, because Durant's in the mix now. Um, but – the NBA regular season is going to be an off-season topic because of it. And I think even the, the competitive balance of the league, I've had this argument with buddies over text for the whole year where you know they're sick of seeing Pittsburgh and New England in the AFC, and I'm saying the NBA in some ways it's two teams and everybody else. And, and it's going to be that way for the foreseeable future, it looks like. Bill Bender with the Sporting News joining us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Bill, let's get into uh, the main stuff we brought you in, talk a little college football with you, and 
Well, as you know, as you're looking for things to write every day over at the Sporting News, we're getting into the lean time period here, and uh, it's already started up. More expansion talk. The Big 12's dead, I guess, already here in May 2017. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's something to watch down the line. Um, just because, uh, as I think when I was talking to you guys last week, I mean, a red flag in general is the fact that we, we were talking and saying Michigan-Alabama had more players drafted than the entire Big 12. Mm-hmm. Now you can see some of these stories. I think Barry Trammell wrote an excellent column for the Oklahoman, and I enjoy Barry's work a lot about Oklahoma's future. And, you know, when, when will they get fed up? Because here's the stat that I, I, I bet you – it, it'll, it might be a trivia question five years down the line. Oklahoma didn't lose a conference game last year mm-hmm. and didn't get the play in the playoff. And I think when you see these red flags, you start to worry about the conference's future. So you're basically saying that the Big 12 is like kissing your sister. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that. Um, Sounded like you know, it. Our, Sounded like it. No, our, I said our high, my high, our high school coach said that to us once when we – we tied a game in, in junior varsity football, and we thought it was a great tie, and that's what we got in response. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, but no, I think the gap is something to worry about because, you know, unless Texas really – and Tom Herman pulls up Texas, um, you know, unless Bill Snyder and those guys go on a run, I mean, right now the Big 12 is kind of in, in the outskirts when it comes to that gap where I think the ACC, Big 10, and SEC are – or just rolling, and then you start to wonder about the future of the Pac-12 and the Big 12 in that model. Okay, the Big 12, uh, I'm sorry, the Pac-12 chased uh, Texas and Oklahoma. Would they be a conference that might entertain that thought again? Well, I think if we want to have fun with the discussion and do a a hypothetical, let's say the Big 12 disbands, what what have you, and then we end up with this 4-16 team Super conference model. Then you got to wonder where's Notre Dame going. Basically, if you take the other four conferences, there's ten openings now that would make it four sixteen teamers. So where would Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma State go? I mean, can you imagine the SEC with Oklahoma and Texas? Oh. Can you imagine the Can you imagine the Big Ten West with Oklahoma oh, and Texas? That changes I mean, everything. Exactly. So I think the scenarios are really they're a lot of fun to think about, even though we're a long way from that even happening. Mm-hmm. There's so many things out there. The Big Ten makes a lot of sense, and and certainly it would have to come, though, especially in the Big Ten, if Texas would be the partner with Oklahoma. Texas has got to play nice, right? I mean, the Longhorn Network, we saw what happened just a couple weeks ago at ESPN. You figure when that deal is up that there's going to be no more Longhorn Network. Uh Are they going to be willing to go down that road? Or if, say, Oklahoma would be looking around and, and get an invite would Texas still be happy being a big fish in an incredibly small pond? It is, it is a weird marriage those two schools yeah. have. And, and obviously, Nebraska's kind of the estranged one in that relationship, yeah. you know, because I know if you would have told me when I was in college back in the 90s that, that Nebraska would be a Big Ten school, I, I told you flat out you were crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the world we live in. So I think the Longhorn Network's a hang up. And I mean, I always tell people this, like, if the Big Ten ever ever added two more teams, and I know it's not that the hurdles around it just aren't probably, it's probably not going to happen, but I'm one that's always wanted to see Notre Dame in the Big Ten because I think that's where they belong. But they always uh, balk 
They 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 continually but, balk. They they just, they just but want they're to, getting closer with the ACC. They they are they are four but, games a year. I know I know that, but they had to align themselves with somebody. So this was probably their best scenario. Yet they maintain their so-called independence. Bill, I think the if if push comes to shove, at some point Notre Dame would end up in the ACC as a full member. Uh, you know, with the football, and obviously they, there was a news release out today where they. I think they scheduled games through 3000 or 2037 with the ACC or something. Wow. So I mean, they're, they're, they're committed on some level there. So even if it's the five game arrangement now, so, I mean, when you think about that, then, then if you're the big 10 and that and the big 12 were to disband, I'd, I'd go hard at Oklahoma and Texas. I know there's a lot of hurdles with Oklahoma because you kind of have to pair them with Oklahoma state, but, but man, if you, you imagine the big 10 with those two schools in the mix, it's, that's as good as it gets. Now that's why that's why I referenced the Pac-12. If they would go, if they would go shopping and try to be the first one to get to sixteen. Well, yeah, I mean that's their move. I mean they have twelve schools, so they could feasibly go get Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, and then you know pick a fourth one that you like. I mean the other the other avenues you got to consider. You know Kansas, maybe not for football, but what they bring to a conference for basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean a lot. So. And that's something with Maryland. I know Maryland football, as you guys, we don't spend a lot of time on here talking about Maryland football, but their, their basketball has helped the Big Ten Conference, at least from a profile standpoint. Oh, you're right about that. Plus, Boomer Esiason's not walking through that door again So, uh, for, the, <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the Maryland Terrapins. Um, I, I'm real curious about a, about a couple of things. And, and it is after we've had the draft and – now guys are getting ready to go to their go to their uh, their their NFL teams. Is is this a case now where the top guys and we saw it with Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, and they said not going to play in the bowl game. McCaffrey didn't even work out for anybody. Is that going to become not standard? But are we going? I guess are we going to see more of that from say top players as we go forward? That's an evolving conversation. I know the, the discussion with the redshirt rule is very interesting because that I think is one fix. It would also, I think, allowing guys to play four games without burning their redshirt also might decrease the transfer the transfers. I mean, yeah, if you can play a few games, it it would spice up bowl season certainly. Um, but yeah, guys are going to sit every year, right? If they, if it's up to them. I mean, whether you're Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey, or a guy like Jake Butt who doesn't regret it, mm-hmm. despite falling to the fifth round. I mean, this is that's football. I mean, you could get hurt at any time. But I hope, I hope that we don't have when I'm talking to you guys next December that we're still not talking about how much bowl games mean because to me they always mean something. They're fun to watch, and if you. You want to tune out some relatives? You can just put on the TV and watch the Hawaii Bowl. <laughs> I've done good. that before. Yes, I think we've all been in that boat, no doubt about it. Hey, Bill, last thing from me. Speaking of the December bowl games, uh, the legislation passed. There will be an earlier signing day than the normal February one. They've added an additional one in December. A lot of bowl games that are going to be happening during that time. Is that just uh, summer fodder that people are talking about, or could that be a big deal for coaching staffs trying to secure commitments and getting guys to sign on the dotted line, also getting ready for a bowl game? Eliminate some poaching, and I'm, I'm for that as well. I mean, for the kids' sake, where 
you know, they can enjoy whatever is left of their school year, whether they're an early enrollee or whatever. I mean, they can sign early. I'm down with that. And I think for some coaches, you know, it'll allow them to focus on the four or five guys they want to get late in the class. So I I think it's a win-win. I can see why some people would criticize it, and I'm sure there'll be some workarounds and controversy, as there is with most things. But, But in general, I'm in favor of that one, too. All right, when the uh, Cavs and Warriors get ready to throw it down, we'll be calling you, okay? (laughs) If you expect me to say that anybody but the Cavs are going to win, I I mean, (laughs) don't count on that, okay? But uh, I can't wait to talk about it. That'll be fun. Billy, it's always good to have you on the show. Have a great day, pal. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. Bill Bender, Sporting News, College Football, and a little bit more. Jimmy BNTC, it's the Big Talker, 1700. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KVGG. Trust, quality, value, just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. Hey everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Brownells Gun Store in Grinnell is celebrating its one-year anniversary Saturday, May 20th. Don't miss this enormous tent sale. Gun giveaways, crazy sale prices on guns, 1,500 rounds of 22 ammo for 80 bucks. Plus, factory reps from Silencer Co., Hornady, Trichicon, Sig, Ruger, Benelli, and dozens more. Bring your collector firearm and have it valued by world-famous gunsmith Doug Turnbull. Get to Brownells in Grinnell Saturday, May 20th. Brownells, I-80, exit 182, Grinnell. Find great gifts for mom and big home improvement savings during Menard's Mother's Day Sale. Create the perfect outdoor living space for your home with landscape blocks. An attractive outdoor space adds another stylish room to your home. And whether it's a raised garden, new fountain, or pond, there's no limit to what you can create. Crestone retaining wall block in straight or beveled styles is only 99 cents each after rebate. Plus, Menard's gift cards are perfect for Mother's Day. Save big money at Menard's. Mother's Day is this Sunday, and Kohl's has that perfect gift for mom. Make baking easier with a KitchenAid Artisan Stand Mixer. $319.99 after mail-in rebate. And add some fun to Sunday brunch with a Cuisinart Waffle Maker. Just $59.99. Plus, take an extra 20% off sale prices when you spend $100 or more. And everyone gets Kohl's cash. Earn it on everything, spend it on anything. This Thursday through Sunday at Kohl's. 20% off for valid May 11th through 14th. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. 
Hi, Tom Bodet, trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yeah, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Bodet, and we'll leave the light and the AC on for you. Book online at motel6.com. 1700 KPGG kicks off your morning with On Air with Doug, Jen, and Victoria. I would want all of the police force to have everything that they would need at their fingertips. Just because they say that they need it, that's enough. We need it, so please get it to us. And they give you the hometown scoop with Monk and Kelly. I didn't know you had a clothing line. Yeah. Is it really made of bacon? It's got the official bacon yeah. stamp of approval. Smell so you're not scratch and sniff. News from around the globe with Westwood One. On Air with Doug, Jen, and Victoria on the Big Talker. 1700. KBGG. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700K BGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back in. We continue to roll all the way until 3 o'clock today. Uh, Seth Bruin will be our guest coming up. Uh, at the top of the hour, we'll do some Major League Baseball with Seth. We'll run all around the uh, American and National League. Uh, there's not much happening tonight. Uh, Cubs are off. Cardinals are going to play the Cubs beginning in a series tomorrow. Boston-Milwaukee playing right now. The Baltimore-Washington game for me looks like the best game that I would sample so far this evening. Minnesota, I know Trent will watch some of Minnesota and the White Sox. Uh, after that, that's about it. So I, I'm not really positive that I'll sample a lot of baseball this evening. Look, I know what's on. The NBA game is on tonight. There's no hockey. And it is a closeout opportunity for San Antonio in Houston against the Rockets. So I'll take a look at that mostly uh, th- tonight. Um, there is the, uh, and, and it's interesting, because they are having the draft combine, the NBA draft combine in Chicago. And uh, we have found out that the team that Monte Morris is on is going to be matched up against the team that Peter Jock is on. Oh. So that'll take place at roughly about 2 o'clock today. So you're all pumped up, huh? Well, I just find it, you know me, I find that stuff interesting. Is it? Yeah, I'd like to see if they're matched up against each other. I'd like to well, see how that... Be. Why? why I mean, don't you have, just to take a peek at that, just to see how they're doing? 
We saw it last year. You saw one game. Yeah, Iowa won by eight. Well, <laughs> it's That's, a game, though. But, not a practice game. I get it. But in this situation, you're going to get a couple of days of these guys going head-to-head, which is it gives you better a better opportunity to really kind of get an idea how you think they're going to do possibly in an NBA career. That's why they're there at the Combine, because you'll have analysts and scouts give their opinions of them. I know you don't have any interest. You don't have any interest in the NFL Combine either. Not really. Yeah. Not really. I don't like guys standing there in their underwear getting the pictures taken. <laughs> that's right up your alley, which is, which is fine. Yeah, which okay. is fine. That's the if difference. that's what you like, uh-huh. go for it, Jimmy B. <laughs> I'm not here yes. to denigrate if that's what you want to watch. <laughs> I, on the other hand, yeah. no, I'll, I'll be entertained by some other things. So you, you've been asking me to put on the golf. I have a couple of times for you. Yes, I, you have. I got other things going on. I know there. you do. I see that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm busy, as you know. I got to get this thing up and running. More gotta, so than me. I got to get the podcast up every day. You know, I, know. I, I have more work than just flipping on a microphone like you. Hey, There's I want a little you to bit know more this. that goes into I things. got the correct microphones flipped. Almost. I saw you also had mic two flipped up there. That's yours. No, I'm mic one. Oh, what am I? Because I'm number one. You're three. You're oh, third. I... It's Jimmy B and TC. <laughs> yeah. Only two names on the name show of the show. Yes. You're still third on the list. I'm still third. Because <laughs> my mic is number three, Mike. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, listen. People could hear me. I didn't screw it up like I did one other time. So help people out. What's going on with the golf? Anything? Uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting right now because yeah, you it's got not. It's the first round of a golf. Tournament. It's still interesting. I love the I love the the island green in this tournament. This is great. The island green is what makes this tournament cool. Don't you think? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mean we agree on something? We, we agree on that. Okay. Yeah. Well, Willie McGirt is the uh, leader right now. That that gets people fired up. Would Willie McGirt? Yeah, he's 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 in the uh, clubhouse. Welcome he shot to 67. May, folks. Yeah, he's in at minus five. Hot Willie McGirt takes. Yeah, Willie McGirt in Des Moines. Yeah, he's the leader. Huh? Yeah, he's the leader. What's he at? Uh, minus five. Is he a rabbit? Or is he no, going to go no, wire to wire? No, nah, he's a rabbit. Okay. Yeah, he's a rabbit. Uh, Jason Day uh, finishes at minus two. That's a name I know. Okay. You know Jason Day. All right. All right. And the guys on the course right now, uh, as we mentioned, uh, Rory McElroy and uh, Dustin Johnson. In fact, uh, I think they're getting ready to hit right here. And Are they, are they on the island green? I don't think they're on the island How's green How's Rory doing? I might have a wager on him and uh, also Matsuyama. I'm uh, searching for Rory here. Uh-oh. Yeah, still searching. He just missed a putt. Come yeah, on, Rory. Yeah, he just, yeah, Rory is, uh, Zach Johnson is even for the day. That's good. At 72. All right. All right. I'm still searching for Rory. Come on, Rory. He is even as we speak. Okay. How about my boy, Hideki Matsuyama? Oh, Matsuyama. I need him to finish in the top 20. So, wait a minute. You Both get, yes, yes, Jeff. You got I have a problem. <laughs> All right, we get it. Yes. I can't believe yes, this. Yes, I bet on golf. Oh, my God. Uh, he's even in the clubhouse at 72. 72. Okay, yes. we're in good shape. It okay. hasn't been a blow-up. I have a problem. We get it. If, I have if, problems. If, if roller derby was a sport you could wager on, would you rate wager on roller derby? Of course. <laughs> you have to keep things entertaining, Jimmy B. And this I, is a I, way. This is the way you do it. I love the term. I've heard. I heard this a uh, few months back. Yes, it's an entertainment tax. 
I'm I don't bet to make money. I don't bet my mortgage. No, I know you. I don't. throw I a couple bucks on things. Do. I know. Do I bet too many games? Would would a professional sports wagerer say that I'm doing it correctly? They'd say no. I I, I do not. It is an entertainment tax for me. It keeps me more involved. Uh-huh. It keeps me more excited. I'll probably watch more of the players, <laughs> the players this weekend still, okay. because of it. Okay. I told you I put a wager on the Capitals Penguin series when they're down yeah. two nothing. Hey, yeah. I saw some value there. Almost came back and yep, got it done. You almost got it done. I didn't get it done. Right. I lost my couple bucks there. All right. It's all well and good. It's nothing that's ever going to hurt me, but it keeps me interested. It keeps me entertained. And you know what? Over the course of a couple months, if I lose 20, 40, 50 bucks, all right. Sandra. I know. Yeah. And if I make that much hey, back uh, on the other side, I'm happy about hey, it. Hey, uh, Ella, uh, no no milk for you <laughs> right, this week. Right. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I, <laughs> I had somebody the other day talk to me. Like, Are you serious? Really? Like, could you imagine putting $5,000? Oh, you know, God. No. Throw your sa- No. I just I can't even envision it because it's. It's so out of the realm of the way that I do things. Yes. I just don't think, I don't think I can handle it. <laughs> I mean, I get excited no, when I win a 10 buck win. You'd blow I'm, up. I'm jumping yeah. up and down. I, I know. I don't think that I could handle the mental component knowing <laughs> thousands of dollars on the line. Yeah. I, I go to Vegas and I throw, you know, I usually throw 10, 20 bucks on a bunch of games. Right. Yeah. But every once in a while I'll get a little crazy and there's one that I really like and I want to go and. I remember time, being times, especially in college, being out there. I have five hundred dollars to my name, Ooh. and I'd have a hundred bucks on a game, Ooh. and just the sweat pouring off. And <laughs> I, I, now we're talking thousands of dollars. No, I, I can't envision that. Most I most I've ever wagered is five hundred on a Super Bowl. Oh, really? That's it. You're a big spender. You were you were making the big jack those TV days. Five, you had the wool over those people's eyes. Five hundred is all I've. That's the most I've ever wagered. Well, I've it, never. I've and I'm like you. And think of inflation. This was back in the 1960s. <laughs> it's probably about twenty five hundred in today's uh, today's <laughs> money right. financial You're right times. On that one. Uh, just a uh, quick uh, update here. Uh, Phil Mickelson, by the way, in the clubhouse at minus two. All right. So okay. we got some names up yeah. there. That's always a good thing. There you go. We don't have to break down Willie McGirt anymore. No, we don't. We'll no. come back, kick off the hour. We got Seth Gruen stopping by. Baseball, Big Ten talk, whatever else comes up. Seth's a great guy over in Chicago and plenty more on the Cubs. How do they turn it around? Does it happen this weekend with the cards? Seth Gruen next here on Jimmy B and TC. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to three, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 
2642 or check them out online at relaxedmoin.com. Dr. Heidi Cook in the Spot West Glen. Mother's Day is this Sunday, and Pro Flowers is offering an amazing special. 100 stunning blooms for mom, plus a free glass face for $19.99, plus shipping and handling. Go to proflowers.com, click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code 9696. But hurry, this incredible deal expires this Friday. With fresh flowers, guaranteed delivery, and unique vases and accessories that mom will love, Pro Flowers has everything you need to get your Mother's Day shopping done for all the moms you know. Order now from Pro Flowers to get huge savings. You pick the delivery date and it's guaranteed or your money back. 100 colorful blooms sent fresh from the fields and guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven days starting at $19.99. And we'll include a free glass vase. Hurry, Mother's Day is this Sunday and this incredible special expires this Friday. The only way to get this amazing deal is to go to proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner and enter the secret code 9696. That's proflowers.com secret code 9696. Staples knows that when your spreadsheets no longer spread, it's time. When your presentations are not presentable, it's time. And when tensions in the office are high... No, tensions are very, very high. It's definitely time. And it's times like these when pros turn to Staples. Staples has the latest HP and Dell PCs at great prices every day. And when you buy a new printer or PC at Staples, you get 30 days free tech support. So with Staples help, your business won't miss a beat. Staples, it's pro time. The best time to save money is now and later. Do both at the Home Depot when you get 15% off select special order windows and doors and even installed windows. Saving 15% immediately is great. Saving money for years to come on your energy bill is even better. Upgrade the way your home looks, feels, and saves with 15% off select windows and doors only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through May 17th. Installed windows available in select markets only. See store for details. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next day installation, 515-262-STAR. 1700 KBGG, Des Moines. Accumulus Station, big news, big talk, and big 1700 KBGG Des Moines. Accumulus Station, big news, big talk, and big sports. 1700 KBGG.